You are listening to Peter Navarro's Taking Back Trump's America podcast, brought to you by Dr. Mark and Michelle Sherwood. Dr. Mark and Michelle Sherwood are well-known experts in teaching you how to reverse and avoid common disease processes and to live optimally in an unhealthy world. Reach out to them, set up your own consult, and start utilizing their amazing products today at Sherwood.tv. Use promo code Navarro at checkout. That's promo code N-A-V-A-R-R-O. Now here's former Trump manufacturing czar Peter Navarro with his Taking Back Trump's America podcast and Substack. The Biden-McCarthy Memorial Weekend Surrender institutionalizes stagflation. Some politicians make history by caving so quickly to Joe Biden, Republican House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has chosen to be a footnote. Historians will mark McCarthy's Memorial Weekend Surrender not as an important, courageous, and prescient turning point, but as just one more political misstep towards a prolonged economic war with stagflation, simultaneous slow growth or recession, plus inflation. Like the 1970s, the Biden regime's stagflation we are now witnessing has both demand-pull and cost-push components. Demand-pull inflation results when too much money chases too few goods. This is exactly what happens when you add mega-trillions in government spending to an economy already straining at the inflationary seams. Joe Biden and a Democrat majority in Congress did this with the passage of a trio of spending bills, the last a $1.7 trillion inflationary coup de grace passed in a lame duck session with the shameful assistance of Mitch McConnell's rhino wing of the Senate. The Speaker McCarthy boldly entered the debt limit fray with a beautiful plan designed by former Trump OMB director Russ Vogt that would have shaved trillions from the debt. Instead of holding fast, as he had promised his troops he would do, McCarthy took the first possible off-ramp. Now, like methamphetamine coursing through the veins of a tweaker, the Biden spending orgy, with its demand-pull inflationary pressures, will endure for years to come. Yet, the role of Joe Biden's cost-push inflation may turn out to be far worse. Cost-push inflation, a.k.a. supply-side inflation, results from shocks to an economic system like soaring energy and food prices. When you graph that out in an Econ 101 course, this looks like an inward shift of the economy's supply curve, which reflects not just higher prices, but also reduced production and growth. This is the very definition of stagflation. Upon taking office, Joe Biden and the Dems immediately declared war on America's oil and gas production and thereby triggered a major energy price shock. As pipelines were canceled and oil leasing was suspended, oil prices began to rise, production fell, and America quickly lost the strategic energy dominance the Trump administration had worked so hard to achieve. Today, a strange bedfellow combination of Saudi Arabia and Russia, rather than the United States, controls oil prices. With the Saudis needing $80 a barrel oil to pay for social welfare programs the pampered monarchs need to pacify their restive population, and Russia needing $100 a barrel oil 
to pay for Putin's war, oil prices have spiked far above those of the Trump years. As energy prices have soared, so too have food prices. Petroleum is the single most important ingredient of fertilizer. In his surrender to Biden, Kevin Owen McCarthy lost a golden opportunity to reassert the primacy and strategic importance of America's fossil fuels and thereby drive a stake through the heart of cost-push inflation. Instead of standing up for measures that would have resuscitated our gas and oil sectors, McCarthy let Biden and his green-eyed progressives take any such measures off the table. The tragedy here is that McCarthy was holding all of the negotiating cards. The only reason why Biden and the Democrats were able to pass their orgy of spending bills to begin with was that prior to the 2022 congressional elections, the Democrats controlled both chambers of Congress. Ergo, they brooked no quarter during negotiations over these spending bills when McCarthy was House Minority Leader. Indeed, like the sadistic Nazi in Saving Private Ryan, the Dems slowly and methodically stuck long knives into McCarthy and his Republican brethren. Flip that around, with House Republicans now in charge, and there was no reason for McCarthy to compromise, much less cave so thoroughly as this uniparty footnote to history has now done. <laughs> okay, okay, there is at least some red meat for conservatives. Kevin bagged his phased-in expansion of work requirements for food stamps. He got small tweaks to streamline environmental reviews and put very modest brakes on the spending train. He also got an albeit pathetically small cut in the Dems' spending plan that will still nearly double the size of the IRS. Yet, McCarthy also agreed to kick the next debt limit can down the road past the 2024 election into 2025 for a new Congress and a new president to deal with. Politically, this vichy move was the stupidest and most selfish concession McCarthy made. It was stupid because this delay will allow Biden and the Democrats to run in the 2024 cycle without having to seriously defend their profligate spending. It was selfish because McCarthy feared that another such crisis in 2024 might threaten his leadership. Never mind that McCarthy had a golden historical opportunity to both turn the stagflation ship around and make all Americans better off under Republican leadership. Footnotes are as footnotes do. Peter Navarro, out. If you would like to read the transcript of this podcast, please visit my Substack free of charge at www.peternavarro.substack.com. That's www.peternavarro.substack.com. Please also consider becoming a paid subscriber to the Substack. Your support helps fund my legal defense against the Biden regime and weaponized FBI that have already put me in leg irons and want to put me in prison. That's www.peternavarro.substack.com. 
Thanks for listening, and thanks for your support. Look around, or tell me what you see Every day, more people in the street Too bad, they sent our jobs away In China, they're not workers, they're just slaves People wait it's a world of trade and greed And the CEOs get richer And our jobs all move offshore oh.